podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Recently, I started a band called 999 Megabytes. We haven't had a gig yet. (laughs) 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 Oh, no. I'm laughing. I'm giggling to myself. And Medis looks so disappointed. No, I like it. Medis, I like I it. I'm surprised Medis, you liked it Medis so much. reaction is irrelevant, Laz. It's your, yeah. your rating. Your rating, friend. Don't, don't be swayed. So, don't be swayed by the other members of the I jury. think there's a couple of factors here. The first, of course, is we've not done this for a while. So I've been quite excited about the joke. You know, looking forward to, you know, hearing what you've got. Because you, you've been away on holiday. You've done a couple of races. Like, you've done That's a lot true. of things right, Nate. And I thought, that's oh, true. I like yeah, you were thinking things. there'd be some original gold or something. Exactly. Uh, and it wasn't, but that's okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been. I mean, it wasn't, but it could have been. Um, I really liked um, it. I'm going to give you an 8.2. Nice. Okay. I liked it. Okay. I know, I know that business. wasn't the nine that perhaps you were hoping for. Was hoping for but... a nine. But you know what? I, I, there's better ones to come, you know? The dawn is darkest before the, the, the dawn, or whatever that phrase is. The <laughs> night is darkest before the dawn. <laughs> so we're we're coming out of the night and into the, the joke, the dawn joke. Let's start the show. Welcome to the Paddock, a podcast featuring stories following Formula One around the world. I'm Lawrence Barreto, F1 correspondent and presenter. What does this show do? <laughs> following. <laughs> I'm Chris Medland, F1 correspondent at Racer. And I'm Nifmate Smallers at ESPN. I was so focused uh, on making sure I got my job title the right way around that I wanted to get through the first you this, bit You're in this bloody job title every week. Every week you're like, got to get the job title right. <laughs> I can't, it's like, I'm going beta this podcast. It's like, oh, God. Do the bit where Lawrence, where Lawrence has to say his job role again. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. man, it's shut oh. already. Oh, dear. You have. Oh, dear. You have a little bit, mate, to be honest. Well, it's very, it's very good to be back. I know it hasn't been that long, but it feels like it's been a while, so. Um... For some people, it's not been long enough. Um, yeah. Nate, for example, was like, can't be bothered taking my time today. No, I, um, I, I had a 15-minute search for some headphones that didn't show up. So I, I delayed, let, left these guys hanging. So I thought you were using that yeah. 15 minutes to record the 60-second review, Nate. Oh, well, I used one of those 15 minutes to do that. Uh, but then the other 14 were spent in, uh, yeah, in, in search. And to be honest, I don't think... The fact I did that is reflected in the quality of the review. <laughs> I think it's a very good one. Uh, yeah, let's see if that was a minute out of 15 well spent. <laughs> if you've only got one minute to spare, want to know who finished when and where, sit back, relax, because we got you. Here's Nate with the 60 second review. Today's review is going to be a little different because the race was a little bit poo. Uh, here's two statements from different listeners uh, on very important issues in Formula 1 right now. Thanks. Here's number one. Hi, I'm Agatha Nice Things, and I work over here at Safety Cars R Us. We don't always get it right over here, but when we do, it's a magnificent spectacle, isn't it? Oh, and also, don't don't bend the rules for Colton Herder. You just can't do it. Thank you for that, Agatha. That was very nice of you. Uh, and here's the opposing view. Uh, here we go. Hi, I'm Trevor Hucknall, and I hate the safety car. I mean, we should get rid of it. 
I want it gone. If I see Bert Mylander in my supermarket, I'm going to go up to him and go, Oi, Bert, you're not my safety car driver. Get out. And while we're at it, FIA, let's give her his license, eh? Let's do away with his stupid <laughs> license and let's just let the boy race. Right? Unless he's racing in a safety car, at which point I don't want him in Formula 1. There shouldn't be a safety car, but there should be Colton Herter. Blah, 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 blah. Thoughts? <laughs> thank, you. thank you to Agatha Nice Things and Trevor Hucknall for sending those in. Very nice of you. I, wow. Um... <laughs> <laughs> this is the first reaction to the review that's been like this, where you've both been absolutely speechless. I don't know what to say. I mean, I just, just say what's on your heart. Say what's in your mind. I just wasn't expecting wow. it. I... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the race was just so bad. I, just yeah, but, was like, I can't do the traditional format. But Nate, now I don't know who won and who finished second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, dad's twentieth. Who finished when and where? That's in the jingle. Yeah, sorry. Who? Fi- but so forgettable, right? It was. It was meta. That's what it was. It was a meta review this week. Yeah. It was. <laughs> Next week, what I'll do is <laughs> next week I'll run through the order at the very beginning, and then that will. And any doubts. Look, I like your creativity, Nate. Like, you're always coming back each week with a different take on the 60-second review. And we should applaud someone being so innovative. <laughs> I feel like I'm at a parent's evening, you know, when the teacher's you know, <laughs> roasting you when you're with your parents. And they're like, he's very creative. But I just wonder, if sometimes he strays a little too far out of the line, you know? And he just needs to get back in his box every so often. Um, and then I'll not, say, not great at following instructions. Yeah, yeah. Uh... and I'm like, but Miss, this isn't no Nathaniel. You don't talk now. You're talking to your mother. <laughs> no, sorry, sorry, sorry. I feel like I'm getting into anyway, to what life was like as baby Nate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't go as a baby to those. That would have been weird, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, he he Some does cry. Genius. He does cry. Parents' a lot. evening at six months old. <laughs> he does cry a lot, and his his massive massive head is actually. <laughs> into doors <laughs> you know that yeah so so things haven't really changed no no not at all uh and i still wear a nappy so no come on that's not let's not do that <laughs> um wow wow uh do you remember italy though Nate? i do it was a long time ago now wasn't it it was upwards of 14 days now maybe no mm. 10 days but uh i mean i love i loved it i thought it was great i know a lot of fans had a pretty sh- shitty time um, but as a venue itself, you know, as a, as a race, Mons is awesome, isn't it? Like just seeing all those Ferrari fans, even if they're sad Ferrari fans, a sad Ferrari fan is better than zero fans, right? <laughs> True. Yeah. I mean, is it, um, I, I, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree. Zero, zero fans would be bad for everyone. <laughs> Lots of silences and pondering on this on this segment of the show. Everybody's so uh, yeah thrown by that statement Just by their review. Stunned. <laughs> is yeah. it is it stunned out of disappointment um, or stunned out of out of like what is it? I don't well, understand. I, I you know. I feel like you reflected a lot of what the chatter was after the race. You know the yeah. safety mm. car um, and Colton yeah. Hurt's push for a super <laughs> license um which trevor trevor hucknall as he said was not happy with, you know the, the way that well, the irony that the um cockney uh f1 fan was one for uh cotton herter and the american f1 fan slash safety cards are us 
uh, employee was against. Yeah, so that's was. not how I saw that going. It was interesting. And uh, now you point that out, it's actually probably a flaw in the, <laughs> in the, in the, <laughs> in the review. But, uh, you know, we, we grow together, don't we, as a pod, as a show. Well, that's we're meant to. But <laughs> yeah, we current to. evidence. We, we, we will return to normal reviews in Singapore. Few. I mean, uh, no, no more Trevor. We're several no minutes into this podcast, Nate, and it's taking you that long to tell me that to make me relax. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lawrence does look very on edge right now because he's had to turn heating on in his house for the first time this year, and he's wearing a hoodie and he's all sort of bundled up, trying to stay warm. Um, and I think basically that's why. He's been a bit slow reacting to everything you said, Nate, because he's just he's just cold. Yeah, I am. Um, I've not reacted well to the change of seasons, guys. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Mate, you're gonna you're gonna really struggle at some of these races when you get on, <laughs> get on a plane and then you're in the desert suddenly. You're like, oh my god, <laughs> another change, <laughs> another change again. I d- I didn't even notice. I didn't even clock that. But yeah, you're wearing a hoodie, aren't you? I'm I'm in shorts and a t-shirt over here. All right, you and your ballers with your your high energy bills, you're like, yeah, I can hike it as much as I want. I'll pay it. (laughs) We've not had the heating on yet at all this year. No, mine's mine's my heating is staying off until about 2025. (laughs) 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 I will not be paying a single penny to 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 those companies, Uh, even if even if it means a severely cold night on this show. Oh, well, that sounds Uh, sad. You sound like a Formula One fan at Monzonate. Yes, not paying uh, any money to those companies, but yeah, there was. You mentioned it. There were some very unhappy fans at some pretty poor organisation there. Well, my friend Austin Limburg, who works at ESPN, he's one of our um, reporters in the states. Does a lot of work uh, in the um, the motor racing realm. He and I think I think it was his cousin or his brother were in Monza, and it was such a bad experience. They didn't go to the race on Sunday. They watched wow. it from a sports bar in Milan. So that shows you how bad some people had it. They they they'd paid money for a ticket. And they thought, you know what, this is so bad, I don't even want to go in. Said there were two hour queues for water. They spent an hour and a half putting money onto like a fob, you know, like a like a wristband, and then that wristband didn't work anywhere. And so like all these people had queued up, and you, you know you couldn't pay, and that made the lines longer, and um, just generally a lack of security and stuff. So, and we're, uh, my theory on this is we hear this a lot from old venues, don't we? Like the venues that have been in F one for a while. And it seems like maybe don't have the capabilities of dealing with the crowds that we're getting. So like Austria, Spain, there was no water for anyone basically a weekend. So some of the new circuits coming in and are obviously building for the, I guess, the capacities they want. Whereas Monza, I'm pretty, I, what was the number of fans over the weekend? It was something 305, 300. Yeah. Which is nuts. And Monza's never dealt with that kind of capacity before. So it feels like they just let way too many people in. Um, and I saw people taking pictures of their view and general admission, and they said like a tree in front of them because there's so so few places to stand. Oh, no. You just were looking at a tree race, which is which is pretty or, awful. or the back of a grandstand. Yeah. yeah, and like when when F1 is charging more and more money for these tickets, like it's bad anyway. But like, yeah, you'd be pissed off. So, um, well, this this is exactly the sort of topic that Lawrence well, hang on. to talk about. As, hang uh... on, it's the circuits <laughs> that charge the money for those tickets, isn't it? Yeah, Not yeah. the company. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's it's quite funny how i say funny but i always have to try and point out to fans when they do get angry on twitter and they have a go at the fia and it's like they have nothing to do with this or they have a go yeah f1 specifically and they're like no they, they've done a deal with monza so you can blame them for that but monza and this and the promoter circuit organizers they're the ones that then put the show on so they're the ones that you need to be chasing if you want refunds or you want to get angry at but um it's obviously a lot easier just to um kind of shout at the 
generic F1 and FIA sort of situation. But I think it does show that for all the good that's happened with like F1 expanding and the growth, like we're still playing catch up with the infrastructure to support that. So as you say, Nate, a bunch of tracks need to kind of uh, improve their offering or as you say, limit their capacities to the point that they can definitely handle and grow more slowly rather than just going, great, we've, ha- we've got huge interest. Let's get as many in as we can because then if so many have a bad experience, they won't come back and that will be pretty damaging for not only the circuits, but for the sport. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's all we can do is kind of talk about it and flag things up and tell fans that, you know, don't point them in the right directions and stuff. But yeah. hopefully uh, this will just be like kind of a, a year of growing pains and next year I think will be much improved because I think off the back of COVID as well, everyone just went, yes, get everybody in. Yeah, you yeah. Everyone. It does feel like that, doesn't it? And But then like water is such a basic event thing that you know there's you've got to you just can't you can't be like oh we didn't plan properly it's like you should like water surely is like the first thing um you think about Mm. but but yeah like it'd be interesting if 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 f1 if this does carry on at other um events if f1 turns around and says look if you do this again you're off the calendar that you know that starts to become given given the fact that f1 knows they can replace a lot of these races now i wonder if if they if they can turn around to promoters and just say like yeah actually we're not accepting this again. Like one, you know, that's a, that's a black mark on your record. If it happens again, you know, it doesn't matter if you're Monza or whatever, you're gone. And then the promoters have to do something. That would be my wow. advice. Nate. Well, I think Nate's ultimately it should, it should improve the experience everywhere. Shouldn't it? Cause if there's com- competition yeah. for spots on the calendar, then you have to like go a step above it to deliver a better experience to try and make your case for why you should have a spot. So I, I obviously won't happen in, a year or two might take a, a while um but i also think after covid the world is just catching up generally isn't it to like it just improving like getting back to hosting these kind of large-scale events and i guess it's just taking a little bit of time and everyone's so excited to get back into what life used to be like that i feel like some of these events maybe just aren't up to speed yet on and all the systems aren't working or like deliveries just don't come as quickly as they used to like there must be a, a number of things that just aren't quite working properly um, and there's just some growing pains. Um, that's what I like to think, anyway. No, I think that's fair. I mean, I don't think I think there's plenty of people that won't be going back to Italy. But I tell you, someone who is going back to Italy to Faenza. Right. No, yeah, Nate got the segue. Barreto didn't. Yuki Sonoda <laughs> gets another year at Alpha Tauri. Yeah, mega news, um, isn't it? I, love I mean, he too. lives in Faenza, so he can't go back there. He just won't leave. He goes back after races, therefore he will still be going back. But maybe, after. how do you know if Yuki Sonoda hadn't got the job? and said, "You know what? I'm gonna stay. <laughs> I'm gonna stay here yeah. for the Sonoda we- for the for the for the um, Fienza weather." So, Bedders, your point. I agree with Lawrence. Your point is invalid, <laughs> and that's a black, that's a oh, black yes. mark on your record. One more of those, and you're out. Okay, <laughs> I'm off the calendar. Nate's Nate's book. Nate's book of of blots. You're in it. So anyway, sorry, no. You're... Wow, <laughs> book of blots. Um, I would, I would buy that. Yeah, just, just, just things that people have yeah. done wrong to to irk me. Not even irk me, really. Yeah, because that wasn't really an irkable offence. Just things people have done. <laughs> right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull it straight back to to Sonoda before we get carried away. Yeah. Um, uh... Meadows, you mentioned Sonoda. Good news. Yeah, Yuki's a good character. Uh, he's had flashes of some really impressive pace. He's still young, and don't forget he went F4, F3, F2, F1 like really quickly. So he's still learning. Um, and, yeah, I just think, I mean, it's great he gets to race at home this year, but 
I just feel like he hasn't been given a particularly competitive car this season. If you look at where Pierre is as well, and it'd probably be unfair to judge him on this year. So, yeah, I think it's fair to give him another go. Plus, who who do you put him put in instead of him, really? Like, is there a, a young Red Bull backs driver banging down the door? No. Um, I'm sure we'll get onto it, but kind of Pierre's situation, I think, is different about like what you do with that seat. But I think for Yuki, he deserved a, deserved one more year. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was writing, when I was trying to put something together earlier um, on Yuki staying, um, I thought that it's probably not fair to compare the points because the car is, what, the eighth, ninth best this year. Mm. And last year, it was a car that should have been regularly scoring points. So I think that when you look at, I think Pierre scored 22 points to Yuki's 11. If you, He has generally been much closer to him. In pure performance, Yuki's made more Q3s, I think, this year already than he did last year. So I think it's things like that, I think, where you look a little bit deeper and just look at where his pure performance is. He's crashing less, isn't he? He's making fewer mistakes over the course of a weekend. Um, you can see that he's going on quite well with the team as well. And Francis has always kind of said, if he has any say in it, that you need three years to kind of have a real good shot at getting your feet under the table. You mentioned that he's only had two years of international single-seater experience, like proper single-seater experience for him to come in he's only 22 still as well i think that he's done a good job um where he's at but i do think it helps like you said Meadows. there's no one knocking down the door from a red bull perspective to kick him out and also if pierre ends up moving which we can talk about a little bit later having some consistency i think from this year to next year with yuki um having some sort of known quantity i think will be a good thing yeah you always want that don't you the benchmarker driver nate's wanting to irk someone no, I just had to Google that Sonoda being twenty-two. That's that surprised me. Didn't know, didn't know he was still that young. Mm. Um, thanks for, thanks yeah, it's for easy to forget with these. Though, Nate, I appreciate that. No, no, I was just, no, I was like, way, I'm sure yeah. that <laughs> you checked it earlier. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what we do at this podcast. We like to fact check our friends. Fifty-one uh, percent of them. Um, but yeah, it's amazing. Yes, it's amazing how I do that with a lot of drivers, like Lando being twenty-two. You just forget because they've been around for a while. You forget like how young they are and in most sports somebody who's 22 you think okay like you know in 22 you're, you're a rookie in the nfl you know you're a young player still in the premier league you're considered someone who's got a lot of developing to do and i think sometimes we can forget that because they've been around for a little while so um so yeah it's good yuki's around i love him as a character he's probably one of, one of the most refreshingly honest characters i'm like some of his quotes have been great you know like he, what was it he said he he, he eats he gets too much uber eats and stuff <laughs> like that which you just don't get a lot of drivers admitting. Like he probably he probably shouldn't keep doing that long term. Like speaking so candidly, but um, yeah. And then he said like people who said that his retirement was a conspiracy had to have their heads examined or something, didn't he? So they need to get their brains checked. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and um, or an MRI. Yeah, just stuff like that. I think it was MRI, wasn't it? But yeah, it was. Um, it was. It, it's always nice when you have that. And um, yeah, I remember how excited we all were when he when he turned up as well, right? That debut in Bahrain. So. Um, It'll be interesting to see what happens if, if Pierre's not there next year, how Yuki adapts to that, because there'd be a bit more expectation and pressure on him to kind of be the lead driver, assuming that was, the, you know, that's what happened. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm delighted he's staying around. It's a fair point you make about the age thing as well, because different drivers develop at different rates. And it's like, the yeah. race has been the perfect example recently, hasn't he? Like, he, he's 27 and, and jumps in the Williams and yeah. does a great job. And obviously, you know, was worthy of hearing what Nate would have said on the 60 second review. But sadly, 
uh, that accolade has passed yeah. him by. Um, but yeah, like, oh god, yeah, actually, job. that's a really good point. Poor Nick. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, carry on, man. That that is um, that is bad. He might get a chance. I feel in Singapore to get another shot at that from you. We'll have to wait and see. But um, he, I saw on his uh, Instagram stories that he was getting his Japanese visa sorted last minute and that he was trying to go to the UK from Budapest. So it all added up to at least being ready to drive if needed. But um, so with him, though, I, I never felt when he came through F2, even with winning the F2 title, that it was a massive miss that he hadn't made it into F1 at the time. Like it would have been good. And if you win the F2 title, I think you're deserving of a shot. But I wasn't like, oh, he's, a, he's definitely an, an outstanding talent. But because he's had a few more years then, just improving, de- developing, honing his skills. Um, I remember Charles Leclerc saying in a press conference when they were in F2 that he felt Nick was too intense, too focused on F1 and didn't have anything outside of it and needed to almost lighten up a little bit just to give himself a break. And I wonder if he's done that a little bit more as well. And all of it's come together to make him a much more complete and impressive driver when he's finally got his F1 chance that he would have been if he'd had his chance at 24 or 23. But we write drivers off by 24 or 23, don't we? Like, if they haven't made it by yeah. then, apparently they're too old. So, um, yeah, I think that's a good point you make with Yuki too. Yeah, I, I heard people say that about De Vries even, like, earlier in the year. They're like, oh, he's too old, though, isn't he? I was like, he's 27. Like, <laughs> And, yeah, I think, the, I think the experience he's got elsewhere is going to be is going to be great. Um, mm. And I think Magnussen has said it since, but I think a lot of drivers leave F1 or leave that bubble and suddenly realise that, oh, actually, there is life beyond F1. So, like you said, that intensity that Leclerc mentioned, he probably thought, actually... I'm still a very competitive driver. Um, got that enjoyment going elsewhere, winning a championship somewhere else, and it's probably come back into the sport with a different perspective. So, um, yeah, I always think that's a good thing. Um, shout out while we can as well to Alex Albon um, because mm. that sounded awful, what happened with him. So um, mm. we know he's back home and recovering. I'm not sure if he listens to the pod, but, you know, uh, if he does. Oh, obviously, he must um, do. Yeah, surely. yeah, what yeah, I'm saying, of course seen. he does. I've been told by a reliable source that doesn't exist uh, that... Um, that they list us the, the the driver meetings on Friday. They don't talk about Formula One. They just listen to this podcast. They just listen to the most recent <laughs> episode, and then they and then they say they talk about which is their favorite member of the pad hoc, and they all say Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> they all say Lawrence. They say he's such a lovely man. Uh, they that. say Meadows is great, but he talks too much golf. And they say Nate. We the they don't like Nate. They just say, Nate, no, you're the funny like one. If they're going to like anyone, but they it's don't. Be you, but, Nate. but some of them don't. So the the, the humour only only works on so like the Aussies and the English would probably be like Nate's the best, but the others would be like I don't understand Nate. <laughs> they just look at me like I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, can imagine me telling like one of these jokes to like Fernando Alonso and he'd just be like I don't understand. Uh, I I look at you and don't understand on many occasions. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, the, the look Meadows gives me that no one can see when I tell those jokes is all, it's often what I imagine some of the drivers would be like. Well, which drivers will be talking in that uh, driver briefing next year about our podcast? Who's going to be on the grid still? Mate, your your links between segments in this episode have been absolutely smashing. <laughs> so good job. Keep that up. Um, <laughs> like genuinely, there's been three now where Meadows has been like, and now, <laughs> seamlessly in. I'm it's the fact impressed. that they're so very seamless very and never picked up upon or mentioned. That's what makes them so good. <laughs> yeah, 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 but also, also, I can see that I can see the moment you think of them. Like, ah, <laughs> Little eyebrow raise. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and you 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 put your hand up, you know, and the, the finger comes out, and it's like, here we go, transition time. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, to, to to move seamlessly into the next point without mentioning the, the transition, um, all quite interesting now with DeVries because we've we've been talking about like Danny Rick being like the key in the driver market or Gasly, but it seems like DeVries is almost certainly you would think now going to be in Formula One next year, 
because if not Williams, Williams almost is one option, but obviously now there's the Alpi, sorry, the Alpha Tauri stuff. I think he went to talk to Helmut Marco recently, or there was reports that he had done. So suddenly with one performance, he's basically like blown open all these options for him, which is, which is pretty cool. Yeah. It is incredible, isn't it? That he's got so many options and he is arguably the most wanted driver on the grid. Whereas yeah. a few months yeah, yeah. ago, he was probably thinking this might be it, you know, can still go and have a great career, well, like you said, outside of motorsport, Formula yeah. E, World Endurance Championship. Outside of motorsport? Sorry, outside of Formula <laughs> 1. These F1 <laughs> employees just think F1 is motorsport, don't they? Just yeah. unbelievable. You're just so arrogant, Lawrence. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you said a few months ago, but, like, even, even, even during the Dutch Grand Prix that weekend, you know, the Dutch were talking about De Vries, and I was like, I was like, well, maybe, like, yeah, I guess outside shot Williams, but like he seems, he's always seemed like a strongish contender there, but mm. yeah, like in the space of a week, and um, I think somebody pointed it out, didn't they? That sometimes in racing, luck is everything, isn't it? And the timing mm-hmm. of him being in Italy and reserve driver, you know, if that had <clears throat> if that had happened to Alex at a different race, obviously, you know, it's horrible it happened at all. But I'm pretty sure Van Dorn could have been there instead of him, right? That would have been the could have been Stoffel, could have been, been Jack Aitken, could have been or, or Aitken to someone else, yeah. So there's options. So, You're so right. it's, it's not it's, necessarily one. It's nuts, isn't it? And 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 reserve drivers often talk about just having to be ready. They're like, I've got to be ready for whenever it comes. And he exemplifies that kind of like he drove drove on a Friday for a different team, jumps into another, out qualifies his teammate, and then you know races as well as he did on on Sunday. So I think any reserve driver looking at that is probably like, if I get my shot, that's what I've got to do. That's like the the blueprint for. It's like almost the Brady. You know, Brady came in out of... I had to mention Brady once in this episode. Brady coming in to replace <laughs> Drew Bledsoe is always the thing that people talk about. But he came in, was ready, and he never gave the job up again. Like, that's what you got to do, right? Not not convinced Nick DeVries will go and have the same kind of career as, as Tom Brady. He's not going to win any Super Bowls, I don't think. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it just shows you, right? Like, when the opportunity presents itself, you got to take it. So, good on him. Uh, a good and, point well made. Thank you. And the Dutch really rate him. Like, the Dutch... I keep talking about him, the Dutch journalists. And I think for them, they like it because it means they've got someone that isn't Max to always be writing about and talking about. Um, but yeah, they, they all like a lot of them are saying, yeah, he, he should, should definitely be in there. So um, yeah, great for them. Great for you. Silence again. No, I was just making a note everything. of the fact that you've come up with our uh, podcast title this week, that De Vries isn't going to win any Super Bowls. So um, <laughs> that's uh, just taking that off the, off the list. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah no, I mean, I you heard it here first, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want people to play that clip at the end of his career. You know, he's looking back and he's like, any regrets? He's like, well, obviously the Super Bowl stands out as one. I just <laughs> never got the chance to win it. <laughs> and they called it. No, it's it is funny because obviously, he, so he's tested the Alpine this week in Budapest, and I. It sounds like that is you know with an option there of interest from Alpine as well. So he's got Williams that mm. are heavily interested. Whether that's you know a dead cert or just a you know a good option for him or not and not certain but then uh alpine showing some interest and and alpha tauri now it sounds like showing some interest and what do you do if you're him like which one yeah, of those suddenly do you think is the way too to many go? well c- yeah because yeah. like you, you like alpha tauri and the link to red bull makes it seem attractive but a that's a volatile situation as we've seen with the colton hurtle one and stuff yeah. is that a you can definitely have that seat you're in or is it uh like we want you, we'll we'll confirm if we're going to do it, and you might have to then sacrifice saying yes to one of the other teams while you wait for that. 
Plus, even if you do a, a good job, are you guaranteed to step up into the big, the main team? No. And then, how hard can it be sometimes to move to another team? And you know, you look at how long Gasly's had to wait. Um, so that could be tricky. The Alpine situation is like probably the most competitive car that's there to go into. So that'd be good. But also, you know, that was a team that wasn't really looking at you prior to this, and you almost feel like are you just filling a gap for them? Um, and Williams was the one that was probably more concrete for a longer period of time, but is the least competitive car. So I don't know which one to do if I'm him. <laughs> well, you it's would tough, be of no use to him as an advisor, would you, Meadows? You've just talked yourself <laughs> out of that job. This is why he sacked me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chris Meadows' um, job as a as a driver advisor lasted all of two days after Monza. So you could do this, Nick, but you could also do this, but I wouldn't recommend either. Or option three. It's- so I think he's doing everything right in the sense that he's obviously spent some time with Alpine now. He'd have got an understanding a little bit about what they're like as an operation. I know it's the test team, so it's slightly different, but he would have got a feeling for what they're like over there. He's obviously spent a lot of time at Williams already, so I imagine he's got a really good impression of what's going on there. I think the wild card is, like you said, Meadows, that, that Alpha Tauri gig, because I think there's a lot more risk there, but obviously the reward is potentially higher. But I think if he backs himself, taking any of those roles will be will be a good way for him in because he could go to Williams and do it as a long-term project. He could go to Alpine and maybe take some real high-end results quite early doors and that sets him else to make him quite um, attractive to other teams. Or he goes to Alvatari and tries to, uh, in an ideal world, quite comfortably beat Yuki and show that he deserves to stay in whether or not they decide to go down whatever route <clears throat> they want to do in the future. So um, I don't, I don't know what I don't know what he's going to do. Um, but he is the key, isn't he, really? He is genuinely, he's the key to them. We just have to wait now and see who can convince him to sign. Yeah, he is the key, and we do have to wait. We also have to wait for Nate to come back from, I think, answering his door. I can hear him having a conversation. He's, he's gone off screen. <laughs> I've got a screenshot of it. Um, <laughs> and uh, I could just hear him, like, shouting at someone who I think is delivering, I don't know. What's it? What, I'm trying to make it out. He's definitely having a good old chat with someone. But... It seems jovial, though, doesn't it? So... Yeah. Yeah, so you suddenly see him fly onto <laughs> onto screen through his own door. Um, That's okay. We got the evidence to record it, so it's uh, okay. good point. Well made. Yeah, so there we go. But yeah, he's. Um, uh, I think it's it's great for the reason he's now in that position, and that he got to show what he can do. But Nate, be quiet. <laughs> Hello, I'm back. really glad you muted your microphone for that. Who were you chatting to? Oh fuck! Sorry, did I not? <laughs> So I've just got a window cleaner for the first time. But of course you have. Cleaning the wrong, the wrong set, of, the wrong set of windows. So I was like, mate, I think you're meant to be doing these ones. Um, and yeah, he laughed at it because he's just he's basically just given my one of my neighbours like a free, you know, like a free window, free window clean, which is pretty funny. Just an ad. Um, yeah, yeah, basically. Sorry, could you hear the whole thing? Yeah, it was quite good. And take it out. Yeah. Uh, no, not at yeah. all, because we're talking about Nick DeVries. We could just so hear. We were half chatting of the that to one chat. It was actually Nick DeVries was outside. He's like, I heard you talking <laughs> shit about me. <laughs> you're talking Again, about an this... ex-manager of mine members. yeah exactly this is why I got sacked and I was cleaning windows um, yeah. or why yeah, I got yeah. sacked but no it's, it, we're just saying it, it's good for him that he's got all the options and um, it'll just be interesting to see I mean I guess for Alpine as well they're trying to make sure that they pick up the right driver at the right time where they've been backed into a bit of a corner and they didn't they didn't get long to line this up did they they won't have been making contingency plans until August so um, mm. it'll be really interesting to see who they go with because they insist that it's not definitely Pierre and that they might, you know, go their own way with it. So I'm just sad it's not Colton. Yeah. I just I wish that had happened, but 
Nate, do you want to go and talk to your window cleaner? Yeah, you look like he's more interesting. No, 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 I'm just, I'm just, you know, admiring the job. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's become, it's become a really interesting situation. I think it's the first time that we've actually had this kind of intrigue around a few seats for like, for this long, for this extended period of time in F1, because it always feels like these things get kind of sorted in August. Mm. Very rare we've got like so much uncertainty at this stage. I mean, it might not be the case, but that's certainly because obviously the COVID year, a lot of things got sorted out before the season even started. Last year, there wasn't a huge amount of movement around. Um, and then the, obviously there was George Russell was announced about this kind of time, but we all knew that was happening, didn't we? It was more the, it was more Bottas to Alpha that we didn't quite mm. know. So, um, so yeah, I don't know if you can hear the... the, the oh, the we can hear now. it. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'll, mute, I'll, I'll mute. No, sorry. Well, to be fair, I think we've kind of exhausted all the chats as you didn't give us a 60-second review. There's... Uh, yeah, that's going to be it's going to be controversial. Yes, okay. Let me do a quick review about Nick DeVries right yes. now, shall I? Okay. For sixty seconds, or just for just for just, just for the period of time, of time you'd have given him in the sixty-second review. You've you've just done okay. seventh place. Well done to who finished seventh? Was it Lando? It was another it was driver, Lando, wasn't it? Um, go with Lando. Yeah, was it Lando? Um, seventh was Lando Norris. Yeah. Okay. I would say Nick DeVries, the best things come in threes. Hang on, didn't like Nick finish second, uh, ninth and get two points? Yeah, Pierre was eighth, forgot that one. Yeah. Sorry, just for clarity. You just talked over my, my review. <laughs> I know, but you were about to get it wrong, mate. Well, you complained about it and then you started doing it. Like, you were about to get it wrong. <laughs> you know, we're fact-checking each other, you know that. Right, go. Okay. Nick DeVries, the best things come in threes and your result made everybody very pleased and the dutch were singing the italians were clapping and everybody was saying nick nick super nick everybody's favorite man called nick de vries from the netherlands dutch dutch driver that's what it would have been maybe that was that was nearly a 60 second review i can see a real difference it felt felt, felt about five minutes I can see a difference, Nate, between your live ones and your yes, prepared yes. reviews. <laughs> yeah, as much as I always say I do them in one take, I do plan them beforehand. Like I write down funny things. Uh, obviously, you know what I wrote down this week wasn't very funny in hindsight because you guys both hated it. Um, so yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Episode, right? the, the good thing about this, Nate, is there's always the next time we do this for you to try and recapture some of those former glories okay yeah i might yeah. just do one that's completely rhyming couplets like that that's quite fun yeah, yeah. please please do. i've done a few i've done a few yeah. a few poems that, are that quite sounds good, good in the past yes. Well. but yes let's let's wrap it up on that um, do no, we have before we go yeah. Meadows? do we have any reviews <laughs> we don't so our last review is yeah. still basically wtf this is terrible one star so <laughs> oh, no. um, uh yeah no, even even pointing that out and last time didn't get any sympathy reviews which uh hmm. well there you go well we would welcome reviews ones. <laughs> ideally ones that um are not as bad as that one at least two just at least two <laughs> yeah. stars if you were going to give us a one star review give us a two star review but right in there this would have been one star but someone beat me to it someone's taken the one star review i didn't i, I didn't want to hurt medis's feelings so here's yeah, two exactly. stars or if you do want to hurt medis feelings get the well, one probably star. because of the uh, review bye. That'll be why. They came here looking for a 60-second review and didn't get one. They got Nick DeVries That's true. and two fans. And all, all, all good things 
do come in threes. That was that was great. That was good. That was good. We heard from Trevor and um, Alice uh, Agatha, I think it was, <laughs> who works for Safety Cards R Us. Check them out on .com or maybe .co.uk. Didn't don't remember. If you want to buy, okay, Nate, card. I'm just going to cut across you now because I'm sure you're getting you're getting in your own way, aren't you? Uh, so <laughs> I am. Yeah, I'm having I'm having multiple shunts. Uh, just cascading. Well, I'm, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. You've made me laugh a lot. So thank you very much. If anyone wants a more traditional 60 second review going forward, please remember to follow us on our social channels and leave a comment um, at the pad hoc, and we'll see if you can convince Nate. Otherwise, you can read his work on ESPN.com. Medicine's work on mesa.com and my work on f1.com and we will do this again very very soon my windows look lovely bye Network.